I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to the Vulnerability Podcast. This is your host, Marissa Donnelly, and today on the show, I have Jacqueline Ortiz, who is a self-proclaimed self-love diva, which I love. And to start us off, Jacqueline, can you explain to my audience what being a self-love diva is? It's all about falling deeply in love with yourself. So you can have that sense of um, self-confidence and self-esteem and feeling of self-worth and feeling really, really good in your skin. Your skin is the largest organ in your body, so you might as well get used to it and fall in love with yourself. And that is what actually attracts everything you want to your life. Not just attracts a high-quality man, but attracts abundance and happiness and joy. When you're living in high-octane, feeling good about yourself, you're not worried about what other people are thinking about you or worried about, other th- or about how you feel or feeling insecure or anything else. Instead, you're just feeling really good about yourself and feeling a sense of um, self-confidence and self-esteem and you feel worthy and you feel like you're more than good enough. And that's what I'm about, especially nowadays, actually, Marissa, with so much social media, there's so much competing and comparing each other to other people and we see their perfect lives, but we don't realize, Marissa, that actually those perfect lives are exactly what they want us to see. Behind closed doors, it could be an explosion or chaos or whatever it is. We only get to see the life that they want us to see and then that many times makes us feel like we're not living up to par or trying to keep up with the Joneses, which is nowadays keeping up with social media. So that's what I'm all about, teaching women how they can really empower themselves to feel good about themselves, feel really good in their own skin. So that's my passion and my mission and my vision and my obsession. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think self-love is so important. And I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, what we're going through right now with global pandemic and being so physically distanced, I think it's made a lot of us rely even more so on social media, not only for connections with others, but, you know, as a means of kind of getting through the day-to-day when you can't have the normalcy of, let's go to the coffee shop or let's grab drinks. Um, But yeah, it's so, I actually read a quote earlier this morning that was aimed at moms, but it was like, you know, people only share the best stuff on their social media. So mom, if your kids ate mac and cheese and, you know, they drink soda on Friday, like don't be hard on yourself because no one's going to show that on their social media feeds. They're only going to show their organic food and, you know, all all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that really speaks to what you just said about how people only show their best selves on social media. It's like, I get it. You know, of course we want to show our best selves, but what are we missing behind the scenes, the truth of people's kind of messy self-discovery, right? Absolutely. Especially like coming from you, what you're all about being vulnerable. And so many times we're afraid to be vulnerable and vulnerability is connection. Because when we open up and we become vulnerable, we really connect with our inner selves, that little inner girl, inner boy in us, but we also connect with other people. Uh, Vulnerability is currency, it's connection. And connection to me is currency. And we build real, true, authentic connection, not by just a screen or just by pretending to be, or I call it in my book, um, putting mask on. We all go around with different masks, with different people for different occasions. So we can appear to be someone we're not, just so we can feel good. But when we peel up the layers in the mask and we just vulnerable and authentic, 
that opens up communication because then the other person feels free to also open up. And if we can be brave enough to open up and be vulnerable, wow, what a world are we living in. So that's what I think. I'm so glad you said that because that is literally the message of my podcast because I, I firmly believe the same thing that when we are vulnerable, that's how we truly not only grow, but connect with others. And so what I've just been able to experience with my podcast is just getting to talk to so many amazing people, like even how you and I met, I'm not sure how you found my podcast, but just receiving that email from you of, Hey, I'd love to talk about self-love. I'd love to join you. I was just so, so ecstatic. It's just so awesome to see how, talking about difficult topics and kind of showing your true heart and peeling back your layers just opens up so many amazing connections that I don't think we would have otherwise. Absolutely. Well, you is, I just really respect and I find it so valuable, the message that you impact in the world with, and it's so needed all the time, especially at this time, you know, when connection is even more of a currency, it's even more needed than ever before, because we're more isolated because of the global, I call it the, I like to call it the global perfect storm, just because uh, everything is happening at the same time, it seems, but yeah. I have, I know, so that's what I call it, because that's what, how I came about, but anyway, the global perfect storm is exactly what is making us now realize the value of connection that we never had as much before. Before we were all running around behind computer screens and we still are now, but we're so isolated that now we are more reaching out to people in a deeper level because we're more vulnerable, maybe because of the global perfect storm that we're a little bit more afraid or scared or whatever it is, is making us open up and connect because we don't know how long people are gonna be around. And we're actually taking more time now, instead of just playing games and doing stuff like that, People that really want to be vulnerable actually taking the time to really express how they feel to their loved ones. And that's that's one gift that's come out of this strategy, I think. Yeah, one of the things that really has connected with me during this time is I felt like I was really missing coffee dates of all things, but like I have a lot of um, client meetings at coffee shops and I'll go to coffee shops to kind of do my personal writing and reflect and it's almost like a form of self-care for me. And I was really missing it when we had the the first start of the shelter in place. And I'm actually in California, so we are still um, pretty much sheltering in place. But anyways, I started on Saturday mornings a what I'm calling coffee collective. And it's I go live on Facebook and just welcome whoever's on and whoever wants to join to just talk, listen, comment, share ideas. And I just really wanted it to be like an open forum for people to know that, yeah, we're socially distanced, but we're not alone. Um, And it's really cool. I started at really thinking about others and really thinking about like some of my extended family who's really struggling and some of my friends who live in different states who are struggling. And it actually in the last couple episodes has been, it felt like even more for me than anything else. Like I've come and kind of shed my layers and been like, hey, I'm super struggling. Um, And it just, it's so powerful how even though we are going through this, you know, perfect storm, as you said, there's still so many beautiful things that are coming out of it, especially in terms of the connections we have with others and the way people are really leaning on one another. Like it's, that to me is so powerful that even in the midst of like so much frustration and financial struggles and fear that people are saying, okay, well, I want to learn how to love myself and others better. I want to have those connections. I want to get through this, but no, I'm not alone. I love that. Absolutely. And as the self-love diva, I think this is also an amazing opportunity and a blessing for us to really reconnect with our inner selves that inner child in us that playfulness that joyfulness and really reconnect and even the shadow size that we don't feel as comfortable with addressing some of the people that have had the most 
um, issues with staying home and being isolated are the people that are really afraid to look within because some of us are so busy getting distractions. We go out, we're doing stuff all the time and we're so busy that we've lost our connection with our inner self. But now that we're home, we're like, oh my God, we have to face it. And that could be uncomfortable for some people. And that's why I think it's so important, it's so vital right now to really take this time to really deeply, deeply connect in a very profound way with your inner self, what it is that you're feeling, what you want, and how you want to transform your life going forward. And use this time to evolve, um, because what I believe, what isn't growing is dying. So it's time for you to grow and evolve and to really tap into your inner essence and see where you want to go moving forward, what direction. Because everyone is pretty much one way or the other at some kind of um, standstill or crossroads or some kind of pause because of what's going on. And this is a perfect opportunity to really go deep within. And do you mind if I share a quick exercise? I was actually going to ask you that. Would you mind sharing some tips of how to actually do this? Oh, I would love that. Um, actually, one of the things I think is really important is for us to really go in front of a mirror and some mirror exercise and really, really look at ourselves. And not from just from the body, but in the mind, body, spirit way, but really have a conversation with yourself. Stare at yourself in the mirror with your eyes and really look at yourself and really look and ask what is it that you're feeling? You know, whatever emotion, a lot of people are feeling fear or anxiety and really face it because that way you lose emotional integrity, um, triggers and intensity of it by really looking at yourself in the mirror and talking to yourself. And it's an inner part of you, the inner child in you that's scared right now. And the best time right now, if you're feeling anxious or stressed out, or isolated, whatever it is, it's the inner child crying out to be heard. And I think it's a perfect opportunity to be heard by staring at yourself in the mirror and really asking deep, profound questions like, why am I afraid? Why am I feeling this? What am I feeling? You know, and where in my body am I feeling it? And then let's say it's in your heart or in your gut, that's very common places. And touch your, put your hands to that spot. Let's say it's a heart, put your hands on your heart and really close your eyes and take a deep breath and breathe into that part of you that's feeling scared and isolated and ask what is it that you're feeling? How are you feeling? And what does it look like? Most likely it's something dark or sharp or whatever. And then really talk to that part and say, what is it that you're needing from me? How can I reassure you? What is it you're trying to tell me? Because that part of you is really trying to communicate. So if you feel so isolated, you feel you're going to scream or you're, let's say you have a lot of tension if you're, if you're married in a relationship or whatever it is, and you feel that stress and tension, it's a part of you that's scared that needs to be heard. And emotions are like two-year-olds. Um, it's like a little two-year-old. I don't have children, but people that have children can imagine how easily if you have a two-year-old and you could be on your computer working doing something and the baby that comes over mommy 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 look what i did mommy 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 look what i did mommy 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 and you're like <laughs> yeah. uh-huh 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 yeah right uh-huh. and the child is not gonna go away it's a two-year-old it's just like emotions not gonna go until you stop what you're doing and say oh, honey that's awesome you're so creative you're so smart can you do me another one and the child runs off to do another painting or whatever and that's the same thing you just need to tap into what it is you're feeling and then go deep within and communicate with it and reassure and then reassure it. Let's say it says it's fearful of what's going on in the global perfect storm. It's fearful. And you ask, what are you feeling? What specifically? And keep digging it, digging until you get to the core of it. And once you get to the core of it, reassure that inner child, that little baby, pretend it's a two-year-old. And pretend you could just take that part of you and put it in your hands and reassure it just like you would a child and talk to 
that part of you like it was a child and tell them, honey, I love you so much. I know you're scared, I know you're anxious, but I got this. I got you. I'm supporting you. I love you. I'm, I'm going to take care of you. And reassure that part of you and take deep breath in and out, unlike I do because I just keep talking. But take deep, deep breath and just breathe. I, I talk so fast. I'm originally a New Yorker. And, <laughs> I can uh, tell. So I can really, tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, talk, really, uh, talk um, lovingly to your child. Reassure the child. And this may come up again, just do it again until that part of you just gets, feels more reassured. Just take a deep breath and relax. And you will see that your emotional triggers will just calm down a lot. Do it over again if you need to do it again. That's one of the things I do. I love that. And you know, I, I really connect with you on the talking fast, which is actually why I love exercises like this, because I feel like I'm always like a flurry of thoughts and to-do lists and what's coming next. So being intentional and slowing down and breathing and talking to myself is something I really try to do often because otherwise I just get caught up in like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so it's really great to hear you say that. Um, and I also really love that analogy of the two-year-old. I've never thought of it that way, but I was laughing as you were um, ex explaining this because my boyfriend has an 11-year-old son. And even though he's 11, it's still kind of the same thing where it's like, hey, I have a question. Oh, can I tell you a story? And oh, did you know that this? And hey, what's your favorite food and favorite color? And, and it's like, I love you, but like you're driving me insane. Uh, but it's so funny, like when you have when you think about emotions, they are like that. You know, you try to push them down. You try to shoo them to the side. It's like, oh, I'm okay. Like, I don't need to feel that. I don't need to worry about that right now. But then it's still there. It's festering inside and you try to push it down. It keeps coming up. But until you address it, until you say, okay, tell me your story for 10 minutes and then I need to do my work. Or until you say, okay, what am I feeling? Let me feel it. You don't really get anywhere, which is so interesting. Like if we saw our emotions like you know our our children things that we have to to handle and let ourselves feel and acknowledge then maybe that would really reshape how we are talking to ourselves absolutely and you know what it is so many times we either suppress it or deny our feelings because it's so much easier and we don't want to be vulnerable since you're the queen of talk about vulnerability it just it's scary to many of us to be vulnerable but until, like you said, until we address it, it will just keep coming up and getting stronger and stronger and stronger until sometimes you fall into a crisis or some kind of physical illness. It's manifested one way or the other because there's a point, it just, it's almost like they say, when you have a, a bubble, um, a ball, and you're trying to keep underneath water, eventually it's going to pop up. So it's might as well address it now. And again, now is the perfect time. And one of the things I may suggest, you write yourself a letter and it's not just about gratitude, but it's really talking to your inner child and apologizing to your child because we talk a lot about gratitude and that's awesome i love gratitude i'm all i live in the state of gratitude thank god but um there we go again <laughs> that was that just came out automatic but anyway so start with <laughs> start in the start with the letter from a, an apology letter and just really after you do the mirror exercise really talk to yourself and write down in, in a letter apologize to your inner child, apologize for all the times you deny yourself, you, you ignore her, all the times that she was asking for attention and you just blew her away, all the times that she, her intuition, which is your intuition, was talking to you and you pushed it away and you didn't listen and then you probably had regrets afterwards, but that's another story. But all the times, just apologize, honey, I'm so sorry for all the times I didn't listen to you all the time, blah, 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 and keep writing out that letter. All the times, everything that you can remember that you actually ignore, suppressed, or rejected, or made her feel small or insignificant or whatever. And you just write that and then transition that letter, keep going, transition it into a declaration or a bow. 
or decree saying, honey, you know what? That was then. I didn't know any better. I'm so sorry. I apologize. But from now on, baby, I promise you that I am. And then I am is the most powerful words in the planet in any language you speak. Because when you say I am, you're taking a stance. You're taking a declaration. You're identifying with it. It becomes a, be a way of you being. You identify with it. So I am sorry I did that. But what I'm saying from now on, I promise. I make a declaration. I am going to love on you. I am going to pay attention to you. I'm going to respect you. I'm going to listen to my intuition. I am, I am, I am, I am. And then transition that letter into gratitude and affirmations. Say, honey, I am so happy for you. I love you so much. You are so brilliant. You're so this, you're so that. I'm so grateful that we are part, we're together. And just keep saying all the reasons why you're grateful and positive affirmations. And that is your letter. By the time you're done, it'll be a really long letter, but it'll be so, so, so flipping worth it. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. As a writer, I'm such a big believer in writing um, and also like journaling and just finding ways to kind of spill your guts because I think you mentioned this earlier. It's so scary to be vulnerable. It's scary to, you know, talk about these things. Um, it's really scary to like put them out in the universe, right? So, what other ways can you do it if you can't or you don't feel comfortable talking to yourself in the mirror, can you write it? Like you said, maybe just think about like writing to a loved one, even, you know, as opposed to if it feels weird to like write it in a diary. Um, but I think there's so much healing that comes in that self-reflective process of, you know, speaking to yourself physically in a mirror or writing it down. It's like acknowledging the different things that you go through, which I mean, especially right now with, you know, everything going on in the world, I think we're so, forward driven and we just try to get through things and we don't always take the time to say, Hey, I'm overwhelmed. I'm sad. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm tired. You know, whatever it is, we don't really let ourselves feel those emotions because we're so quick to like get to the next thing. Okay. I, I don't have time to feel, you know, fill in the blank. I have to go get a job. I have to go provide for my family. I have to, you know, whatever it is. So, so we don't allow ourselves the space to really experience those emotions. And do you feel like the experiencing of the emotions is how you get to self-love? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know how you can get to self-love if you're not really connected with yourself without experiencing it. And it may not feel so great in the beginning to express and be vulnerable, but look at it this way. I think the most important investment in the planet is your investment in you because you're with you 24-7, 365 days a year until your last dying breath you are going to be your BFF. So start now investing in becoming your very own best friend forever because you don't have a choice whether you like it or not. Until your last dying breath, you're going to be living with you. And it's the most important investment. Yeah. <laughs> so you better, you better start liking you real quick. It's going to be a long time, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then also with that is if you don't like yourself or where you are, then this kind of gives you an opportunity to pivot, right? When you're actually looking critically at yourself and trying to own your different emotions, then maybe that can bring opportunities your way. If I don't like my current situation job-wise, or I don't feel like I'm actually pursuing, you know, my creative interests or my passions, then if I'm self-reflecting and I'm really acknowledging that, then that can maybe give me that jolt in that direction, right? Have you seen that with, with yourself or with people that you've worked with? Marissa, I could not agree with you more. In addition to what you added, which is 100% accurate, in addition to why self-love is so important is because when you reflect, you learn about yourself and what you want, like you said. But in addition to that, 
once you start falling in love with yourself and you keep building and cultivating and nurturing that relationship with yourself, you will see that your energetic vibration will absolutely shift, your mind shift. Because when you start falling in love with yourself, you start talking to yourself in a different way. You start thinking in a more positive way. And thoughts are really things. It's all about energy. And our quantum physics at the very, very, very most minute essence of a cell. You are energy. We all are energy. And when we start falling in love with ourselves, we start talking to ourselves differently. Our physiology changes, the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we act. Everything about us changes in a more positive way, of course. And once we do that, we raise our energetic vibration. Once we raise our energetic vibration, wow. Holy mackerel. Opportunities, people, resources, everything starts opening up because you're shifting your energy. I mean, look at it this way. When you there could be people you're with around and someone you just say, I don't know about that person. I just don't like hanging around with them, or you or you don't feel you feel uneasy. You may not know why. It's all energetics. But then again, there's someone else and the person's happy and lively and, and you just people want to gravitate toward them. And that's what happens when you love with, with yourself. People start gravitating toward you because they want to be in your space because energetically you're shifting and vibrating at a higher level. And that is when it will make you feel more joyful and playful and, and excited about life. And that's the way we should be living. Yeah, 100%. You know, I was thinking about the opposite when you said that. Like, I think of Eeyore, as funny as that sounds, but like Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh, how he's just always so down and moody and it's like anytime any of the other characters around him it's all just like uh, they get caught up in that negative energy but then when you're around people that are the opposite of that it's like you just naturally soak up their energy they soak up yours it's so true the company that you keep and the way that you feel about yourself and the things around you like that glass half full mentality it really does mm -hmm. like the same glass has the same amount of water whether you want to say it's half empty or half full but if you're looking at it half full it's you know, you're almost there as opposed to you have such a long way to go, you know, and it's the same glass. Absolutely. It is. Everything is about what you think and what you're thinking is really, it's energy and your thoughts are actually become things. It's not just a woohoo thing. It really is a fact. We are made, I mean, quantum physics has proven that, that I'm not just talking quack. Um, <laughs> so it, because my, my mom would be like, oh, what are you talking about? You can't see it. It's like, um, Dwayne Dwyer says, uh, people say when I I'll believe it when I see it and like obviously like he said Wayne Dyer said I believe I'll see it when I believe it and we need to talk positive about ourselves and you'll see that your shift will happen with your relationship with yourself and once that happens everything falls into place and like I said before not just self-love because see this is what happens lots of times people feel well I, I don't need to worry about self-love because I just need to find love but you, I really believe you won't find that high quality sense of self-love and that amazing healthy relationship until you learn to love yourself because mm -hmm. you're looking at love like you're giving to get, but when you're full, really full of yourself, full of joy, full of love to give, abundance, overflowing, that's when you're giving just to give with no agenda, no scarcity mentality, no anything, you're just giving. I use an analogy, it's like um, when people have like a house and they have a house full of trees, fruit trees, let's say it's apple trees and it's the season for apples and the apples, you have so many apples and you're like, oh my God. And it's just so many apples you can eat, apple pies you can make and everything else, the apple cobbler, apple whatever. You just like want to give them away because you don't want them to rot and go away. So you just, please just take the apples, please just, and people are like, no, no, just please take them. You just want to take them because you have so much, you're overflowing with the apples. So now you're overflowing with love. And when you're giving from that, wow, 
the people receive in a different way because they don't feel like, oh, they don't feel obligated. They don't feel resentment. Or they don't feel um, need or clinginess. Or they don't feel like they need to run away because it's just they're being pushed. Instead, you're just giving from overflowing. And when you give that type of love, you will receive that type of love in return because it's a different vibration of love. Yeah, and it's also a different way of, of looking at the relationships in general. I mean, if you are at a place where you are not dependent on other people to satisfy a need that's within you it's just a whole different dynamic like if i'm entering in a relationship and i'm already acknowledging that i'm whole and complete on my own there's no need to seek out somebody who i feel like is going to quote fill me up right because i'm already full so i'm not looking for all the things that i think i lack in somebody else i'm looking for somebody who is a partner because i don't need to rely on somebody to fill an empty bucket you know and I think that especially for women I would say is a really really fundamentally important part of relationships that so often we miss because I think we've been conditioned to like seek our quote other half or you know look for that person who's gonna quote complete us right so we're chasing and looking for all these things that we think we don't have and it's like what if we took that energy poured it into ourselves so that the relationships and the people we're attracting are the people who meet us halfway as opposed to imbalance. That is brilliantly said. Absolutely brilliantly said. Thank you. But actually, that's why I say that when you're looking in a relationship, you shouldn't be looking for someone to complete you, but instead look for someone to compliment you. Someone that is a compliment to you. So that way you're not looking at, like you said, I have that needy clinginess, desperation. Because look at it this way. When you look at usually when you're chasing something, what are they doing? You're chasing something because they're running away from you. So when you're chasing, looking for love in this instance, looking for love, desperation and scarcity, they're running from you. So you're chasing them away, at least the high quality men that you want. You can get a lot of people, but they may not be the quality that you want or deserve in your life. So that's why you have to up-level. And you up-level by really falling in love with yourself and developing, like you said, whole and complete. So that way you don't need someone to fill in the holes. You're already whole. You just want someone to compliment and share your extraordinary life with you. Not because you're going to be part of their life because you don't have a life. You just become full of yourself again in a very good way, full and complete and whole, like you said. Yeah. I love the idea of compliments rather than completes. That's so powerful because then if you're thinking about that, you're looking for a totally different person, right? You're looking for somebody who's just going to bring out the best in you as opposed to create your own sense of identity. Like I think I can speak for myself when I know I've spent a lot of years in my life looking for my identity in relationships. And that's why I think talking about self-love is so important because I think even when I was younger, I knew like, oh yeah, I know what self-love is, but I didn't really invest in self-love until much later. I was always like trying to find my identity in other things instead of like turning inward and actively being like, okay, well, who am I and what do I want and need and enjoy? And can I focus on that before I'm always chasing the next, you know, romantic partner or situation or whatever it was? Absolutely. And you know what? It's, it's so easy for us to say, well, yeah, I know what self-love is and intellectually, conceptually we might, but it's different to actually feel it. And like, you, again, you're the queen of vulnerability and actually be vulnerable and actually be in the feeling of self-love. Uh, I can tell you for myself, because after 20 years, I stay in that relationship way, 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 way past expiration date. So I wouldn't be alone. 
And then as that relationship was ending, I immediately rolled over into a five-year relationship. And until that relationship ended, that five-year relationship, I had never, ever, ever been single for one twenty-four hours. Ever. Because I went serial dating. And then when I was single, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. Now I get this serial date. And I'm thinking, wait a second, what is going on? And that's what I'm saying. When, like, sometimes we distract ourselves so much, like we were talking about before. We distract ourselves so much with different things going, 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 go, going, doing, 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 because we don't want to look at ourselves. We don't want to really invest the emotion and the time. And we're afraid of unearthing something or discovering something that we may think it's not good. But every part of us is amazing and spectacular. And it's there for us to fall in love with and to really uh, value it and respect it and really acknowledge it and establish a relationship with it. So that way we are feeling fully whole and complete. And really feeling it, not just pretending and wearing masks. I love that. So relevant to wearing masks just with everything going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hysterical, Marissa. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, like it's so funny to see like people with the physical mask and how like everybody's is so different and how kind of all like manifests our own unique personalities. But I don't know. I love this conversation about self love because. There's so many different ways that we can learn ourselves and express ourselves and become better versions of ourselves. But I think it really boils down to what you said, which is, you know, allowing yourself and giving yourself the space to acknowledge what you're feeling good, bad in between as a starting point and saying, you know, how am I feeling right now? What do I need? What do I care about? You know, whatever the questions are, just directing your attention inward, not in a selfish way. Self-love isn't selfish. It's it's necessary to figure out who you are in order to, you know, be a unique individual in the world. I absolutely think self-love is the opposite. It's totally selfless. It's the opposite of selfish because selfish is when you're taking away or you're putting, it's all about you. But this is about you in a different way. It's about filling yourself up because like I said before, the more you fill yourself up, the more you have to give of yourself. So if you look at it that way, if it, that makes it easier for, not you, but for everyone out there listening, but for people listening, if it makes you feel better to focus on self-love without feeling guilty, then take that route. Because once you fill yourself up, then you have your tanks full. Like I was talking about the free analogy and you're so overflowing. You are really giving to give, not to get. So you're giving for a whole different place. And the more you love yourself, the more you can share that love with others. And if you have children, that that's a, a whole different game point because I don't have children. But when you have children and you teach them how important it is for you to love yourself by an ex, being an example and saying an example, they'll learn from you. And that's how you set a legacy. That's how you build children that really know about self-love and it continues the through generations. When we're don't we're not standing in self-love what happens is we're so busy doing 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 for everybody else but then we we have resentment so okay we may not say it but we may um inwardly in a passive aggressive way we have resentment we have anger we don't feel good enough we're tired we're cranky or whatever it is whatever it is it shows up for you if we don't have self-love it comes out one way or the other but when you fill yourself up it's almost like and i'll use the analogy so many times that it's like everybody heard it about when you're in an airplane you always put your mask on before your child. And once you fill yourself up with self-love, you have so much of it that you're giving from a place of generosity, not scarcity. And that is genuine self-love. That's genuine loving someone without expecting anything. Oh, that resonates with me so much. Um, as 
you know, I have my boyfriend's son who lives with my boyfriend and I full time. And that's been my huge journey over the last three years is redefining my identity and redefining my own sense of purpose and belonging and self-love, introducing a kid into the picture. And so this just connects with me so much. Um, you know, it's a whole different game when you're learning how to still prioritize yourself when you're also trying to prioritize a kid. Um, but yeah, for any of the, the parents listening uh, or caregivers listening, it's so important to teach your child how to love themselves by showing them how you love yourself. And that took me a really long time to learn. So I'm so thankful, Jacqueline, that you just brought that up because I mean, it's something I'm still working on, but it's so powerful. And it's like, you don't even have to explicitly teach it sometimes. It's like the moments that you're like, hey, I need to you know, do this for myself first, then I'll help you. Or the moments when you're like, I'm gonna do this for me, or I'm getting this for me, or this is coming first, you know, whatever it is, whatever it looks like in your life, those moments where you're showing your child how to love himself or herself and how to value, especially value, like boundaries and prioritizing and valuing yourself is so important. And that's like a lesson that you don't even have to explicitly teach. And, you know, outside of, outside of kids and families, I mean, even, even in platonic relationships, even in friendships, learning how to set boundaries, learning how to value yourself and your perspective and your side and an argument even, I mean, it just, you're absolutely right. When you have self-love, it's the core of really everything. And then how does that self-love help you to be a better person? Well, you have more to give. And I think like that's the core of everything. When you love yourself and you're overflowing, then you have the ability to give to others. And that is such a like counterintuitive thought, but it's really true. When you really fall in love with yourself, you your energy changes, your vibration, the way you feel about yourself, your self-confidence, the way you hold yourself, the way you speak about yourself and to others, everything up levels, it's first you, and then we expand outward to attract what we want with our energy and our, just our deep level of commitment to ourselves. I love that. Any other small takeaways for my audience just in terms of other self-love practices, especially maybe even right now with everything going on in the world. I know you said talking to yourself in the mirror. Um, we kind of mentioned like journaling or self-reflection, anything else that can really kind of jumpstart this up-leveling process. Um, I don't know if it's okay with you, Marissa, but I have a book. They can download it. They could go on my website and get the book. And that has, uh, it's uh, like 286 pages, the actual book, ebook. They could just download it and they'll have a whole bunch of different exercises. It has over 116, I call them extraordinary sizes, over 116 exercises that if they want, they could just download by going to my website or, um, which is selflovediva.com. Or if not, I believe you should love bomb yourself. And love bomb when it comes to narcissists is a really bad term. But when it comes to self-love, it's a really good term. Love bomb yourself. If you've ever been in a relationship that something's lacking or with a narcissist or anybody like that, and the relationship is just not going well, and you've given and given and given to someone else, evaluate and reflect on what it is you were giving that person. Like, for instance, let's say you were with someone and you just kept giving them words of affirmation from the five languages of love, and you keep giving them words of affirmations over and over again, honey, I love you, 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 I love you. Then reflect on why you gave so much of yourself when it came to that way of expression, because that's probably what you need. 
So we give what we need many times. So maybe that's what you should look at. So if I give a lot of love, then that's what uh, words of affirmation, that's the type of love that I need to reflect on myself. So then give yourself tons of love bomb yourself with words of affirmations. If you gave lots of acts of services and you would do little things for that person, then you know what? That's what you need for yourself. So it's almost like we are, it's a law of reflection, which I teach in my, uh, my masterclass, which is all about law of reflections about Everything, everything we see, it's a reflection of us. So if we keep giving little acts of services, a little, we'll do little things for the other person, and we felt like it wasn't reciprocated or whatever, it's because that's what we want. That's how we need to feel loved, be expressed. So then you give yourself those little acts of um, services. You give to yourself what you were giving to someone else that wasn't reciprocated, and that will make you feel good. And just prioritize yourself, prioritize, prioritize, prioritize yourself. 